Morning, team. Nice to have you company. Brrr, it's cold. Anthony's back tomorrow. And it'll probably be even colder. But I'm reliably informed now, no snow. I'm reliably informed, not only no snow um, tomorrow, but no snow at Christmas. I mean, in, in Scotland, yes. But down here, diddly squat. Just a few light flakes, and that will be it. Okay. Uh, incidentally, we have to apologise. We don't apologise very often on this, but it's not for me. It's not my apology. It's um, it's that eye company who are using Twiggy to put that stuff on and go. Look, this is her favourite thing. It takes away wrinkles. It's a lie. It doesn't. She was airbrushed. Seven hundred complaints. The company have withdrawn the advert because it's misleading. In the same way now, they put up Cheryl Cole and go, look, her hair looks like this. Well, actually, this is extensions. This shampoo does not do this to her hair. And, and I think that's misleading. I think if people actually go out... Sorry? All oh, right, OK. And uh, I wonder what you're saying, actually. I thought you were having hair extensions done or something. And so she had the hair extensions done. I thought, well, I mean, we could all stick hair extensions in and go, well, look, this shampoo does this. And now this, uh, this eye cream which Twiggy says, oh, it's my favourite accessory and all that. It's just a load of spherical objects. It's just telling lies to you. And luckily, the company have said, oh, well, there was some airbrushing. Well, that's cheating, because people will be looking... If you see what she looks like, really, she's quite old. Like most people, when you get to that age, there's not a lot you can do, barring surgery. There's no cream. I mean, I use... Listen, I'm actually quite lucky. I use face cream every day, and I do not have a wrinkle. Uh, you ask anybody who appears on the programme, they'll tell you, he's actually very lucky for his age, 37, 8, uh, he doesn't have wrinkles. Whereas Twiggy has got loads of... Because the place that gives it away is round your eyes. But it's no good just sticking a cream on thinking that it's magically going to wipe away wrinkles. It isn't. That's the ageing process. So what with that? Oh, and the other one. Ah, uh, the other one. I thought you'd be thrilled to know this one. The RSPCA have had to stop uh, doing advertising in Scotland, of all places. The RSPCA advertise in Scotland. What do, so, in other words, they sort of do their adverts. Oh, please, please give us money. Little animals are going to die. And, you know, Patch and so-and-so are going to be all lovely for Christmas. It's a load of rubbish. Because the RSPCA don't look after animals in Scotland. They've got their own version of it up there. And the company who are looking after it up there is saying, wait a minute, you're advertising up here. You don't look after Scottish animals. And the RSPCA had to admit they don't. They look after animals in England and Wales. And that's it. They don't do Scotland. There's another organisation up there. So they've had to withdraw these adverts. So up until now, they've been coining it in from the Scottish people, very generous. And they've had to say, terribly sorry, actually, we don't actually help any animals in Scotland at all. It's only down south. So you've got to be very careful. Luckily, we have a programme here that tells you the truth, because otherwise we'd all be up a gum tree, wouldn't we? Anyway, thank you very much again for all the, uh, the cards. I can honestly say in the card stakes... I think we're streaks ahead of anybody else. I've noticed a few people putting them out on the uh, on the windowsill upstairs. And I was going to put mine out, but frankly, I've got a pigeonhole stuffed full of cards already. Stuffed full of them. So, uh, very nice indeed. Thank you very much, Steve. Always, always very grateful to receive a card at Christmas time. It's always nice to know that people are out there. It's even nicer to see the audience figures, actually. I was thinking, she had a very strange dream last, not a dream, sort of sitting there thinking, you know, this year has been absolutely fantastic for me, for the audience figures. I mean, really good. Anthony Davis, is, he'll tell you exactly the same. For us, audience figures this year have been nothing short of stellar. I think stellar is such a good word. It's my favourite word, apart from the Riverside Cafe. But it's, it's, they've just been brilliant. You know, the, the overnight audience figures for Anthony, excellent. Figures in the morning for me, whoosh. Market share, whoosh. I hold the market share in this building. 
In other words, more people are listening to this than any other radio station in this building and in London at this time. It's not bad, is it? Till seven, then, of course, it's a a free-for-all, but I don't care about that because I go home. Doesn't matter to me what happens after seven o'clock. I'm only, I'm selfish. I only go up to seven. So in my mind, I'm only going to seven. Uh, in the papers today, oh, those poor, poor, hard-up British Airways trolley dollies coining it in, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely coining it. I know a trolley dolly, and you know a trolley dolly as well, who earns in excess of sixty grand a year. In excess of sixty grand a year. British Airways are the highest-paid trolley dollies. And as, as uh, Jane Moore says in her column today, you know, there is a nurse flogging herself out, trying to keep people alive for less than 25,000, and here's somebody pushing a trolley up and down an aisle, going, tea, coffee, duty-free, should I put that in the overhead locker? And that's about it. There's not much else, is there? Then they sit down on their seat at the back and they go to sleep on the transatlantics. There's not much... Sorry, can I have a cup of water? I just thought we'd keep you working. A lot of people are going to be deserting British Airways. It's, uh, it's not good news... British Airways, of course, going to court over it, trying to stop the... It's these bloody unions. They're a pain in the rear end. They really are. Mm. Coming up later on this morning, Steve Hargrave will be here, which is good. Minus five in Tring. (laughs) Tempted to say, don't go to Tring, if that's what it's like. Minus five degrees. I think that's quite funny, actually. Minus five in Tring. See, I didn't think it was that bad. I really didn't. I kept... Mainly because I've had the heating on all night. So by the time I climbed into the shower this morning, it was all warm and cosy because I've got beautiful Afghan rugs in the bathroom, which are quite gorgeous. Um, it's all warm. You don't, none of this padding around on linoleum. I went down to my brother's yesterday to drop some stuff off for him. And um, when I went to... All the lights were off. I just tried to flick the switch. Nothing going on. There's a card from the electricity company saying that uh, the electric's off. If it's still off when he gets back. So I phoned him. Unfortunately, because he couldn't charge his phone up because it went off at midnight, he had no electricity yesterday. I said, don't open the fridge. Don't open the freezer. Just, just leave it, and and just, just wait and see what uh, what happens later on. So I'm hoping this morning he's got his electric back because he was sitting there with his girlfriend yesterday eating sandwiches. <laughs> he would have been home, but um, didn't quite make it back in time. And he said we're eating sandwiches. I said you need a hot cup of tea. He said we haven't got any electricity. He said we haven't got any gas either. Doesn't really help, does it? When you've got things like that going on. <laughs> Last thing you need at Christmas, when it's when it's freezing cold outside. Freezing cold. Uh, I have to take issue with the Wimbledon Theatre. You know, for years, we did a lot with Wimbledon Theatre. We absolutely did loads. I went down there, we interviewed all the stars of Pantomime. What the heck is Pamela Anderson doing in Pantomime? I'm sorry. This cocaine-ravaged ex-beauty from years ago, the cocaine she only admitted to a short while ago, is appearing on stage in a cross between a pantomime and the Rocky Horror Show. I mean, I'm quite sure the fathers are loving it, the kids won't have the faintest idea who she is. They're seven-year-olds. If this is the state of British pantomime, that they're bringing in ex-failed old has-beens from America to prop up our pantomime system, we're in an even worse state than I thought. Rumoured to be getting £25,000 a week. It's obscene. It's obscene. For somebody who knows nothing about pantomime... Uh, all right, so she's on the front page of the paper, but this is for adults. You know, adults don't do pantomime. It's for children. It's for children, little seven-year-olds. I don't know what... Who is that ghastly creature up on stage? Poor, your father likes her. It's Pamela Anderson. She's a bit old now, isn't she? Yeah, ravaged. Ravaged, I'm afraid. You know, she's had her in and out of the papers, half her business interests have collapsed. So she comes over here, where we're suckers for that kind of stuff, and we chuck them on stage and give them 25 grand a week. They were doing a programme the other day for... Wait for this. BBC Three. 
I've never heard of it either, but anyway. Apparently it's a little-known channel where they appear to have oodles of money. They're doing uh, a show about dancing like Michael Jackson. So they've had these auditions with somebody who was Michael Jackson's choreographer, Jermaine Jackson, and a few other people. A friend of mine phoned me and said, guess how much he's earning a day? I thought, Jermaine Jackson? I said, practically zilch, I should imagine. He didn't actually contribute that much to the Jackson 5, or 4, or 3, or anybody else who's balmy enough to work with uh, the man who was the greatest person at the front of a group that it ever has been. And he said, they're paying him 10 grand a day. I said, BBC 3 are paying 10,000. To what? Apparently, the, the prize is you can go and tour with this big show that um, Jermaine's putting together. You remember the big show that never took off in Vienna? Well, it's going to be another version of that. What a pile of rubbish. What a pile of rubbish. Dance like Michael Jackson. Oh, thrills. Thrills galore. Can't wait to see that one. Won't, I'm afraid. Mike is going to Kiev. Is that chicken Kiev? Or the other Kiev? And um, it's minus 17. That'll teach you. That'll teach you. Minus 17. I've done minus 30. My God, that is cold. I mean, that is absolutely freezing. Minus 30. Actually, that was the wind chill factor. I think it was about minus 20, but you added another minus 10 on. We went on skidoos out in the Arctic Circle. And even beautiful, 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 beautiful. The kind of thing you remember all your life. It's like getting your first brand new car, isn't it? You, sort of, you always remember that. Until, in my case, the door disappeared and we burnt the seat. But that's another story. And... Um, and we were out there, and it was so cold. I've got a scarf around my face. I looked like I was wearing a burqa. It was a very attractive look, not. And so I've got this scarf around my face, and it's so cold that when you sweat, because you do sweat for some strange reason, the sweat freezes. And you've got to remember to take your, your, your scarf off and things. Oh, it was awful. All the hairs inside your nose, they all... Fr- oh, it was just ghastly. But beautiful. Beautiful, yet ghastly. There you go. Um... X Factor Joe, is he going to be number one for Christmas? Does it really matter? To be honest with you, it doesn't matter. Normally at Christmas, we have silly records, don't we? We have Mr Blobby, and we've had Bob the Builder, and we had uh, Ms... Was it Ms Lockie? Well, not, not, not Ms Lockie, I can't remember that thing, you know. And my name's up there, and my dad's got this, and my dad's going to... Bu- what was that blooming record? Yes, you do. Niz... Niz... No, I can't remember what it's called now. Yes, you have so. You have so. You know what it is. And it's, oh, I can't remember the blasted thing's called now. Somebody will have to text me in or email me. 84850 at What the blooming thing is it? It was about, it was about trucks. Me and my friend sitting on the end. What is it? Me and, you know what it is. I'm going to hit you in a minute. You know blooming hell what it is. It was Christmas, but O'Brien got crackers about this record. Nislocky or something, wasn't it? Trucks, two trucks and, you know, my dad's. Truck, I'm going to hit you. I've really had enough of this in a minute. You're just taking the mickey now. You know what it is. I think you're dreaming. You do so. Where am I? Where am I? Am I not at home in bed? No, sadly not. <laughs> you know what this blasted song is. It's making me ill. Somebody will text it in. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. Ray in Balham says, I've just put my head outside the front door, because he's able to do that, and it's freezing here in Balham. He says, apart from popping out for my paper, I've warned you about that before, the police will get you. I shall be staying at home today. I'm going to make some vegetable soup and a liver casserole with bacon and onions. I've never had a liver casserole. I've, no, I've, I've, I've had liver and bacon with mashed potato and onion gravy. That's quite nice. But I just told you it was cold. So what do you do? As if to prove it. It's like, you know, you say to somebody, that's wet paint. And they, get, they touch it, they go, oh, yeah, so it is. You get, I've just told you it's wet paint. What is it about me telling you that you don't believe? And I said to you this morning, we start off, brr, it's cold outside. So what does he do? Open the door and go, 
sure it's cold outside. I've just told you it's cold outside. Unbelievable. Don't forget, later on this morning, it's another Roberts Radio. <whistles> Fantastic. You can win it only on Steve Allen's festive frolic show today. It's not as festively frolic as it will be next week, because I've stupidly overbooked myself. I've stupidly overbooked myself. And I know I'm going to come a cropper by about Thursday of next week. I've just got this feeling... Either the cars... We'll have to sort out the cars later on as well. We've got cars all over the place. I have to cancel one for one day after the night of the party. We'll have to cancel the pickup, And then on Christmas Eve, we'll have to change the time of the pickup. Christmas Day, we'll have to cancel it because I'll drive it. It's so complicated. Honestly, I'm, I'm getting a headache. And then there's this Niz Lockie record, which she's pretending she doesn't know what it is. OK, she does, of course. 17 past five. News headlines. Two British soldiers have been killed by a suspected suicide bomber in Afghanistan. Families have been told. British Airways takes legal action later to try and stop a 12-day strike by cabin crew planned to start next week. And Pamela Anderson's made her panto debut as the genie in Aladdin in Wimbledon. Probably a joke there somewhere. Let's have a check on the roads for you. There can't be much going on, but he's always managed to find a little bit for us. It's always always a little bit with Hugh tucked away somewhere that he that he gets out at the right moment, and that <laughs> moment is now. Thank you very much, Steve. Uh, West Ham said West End and West End Lane is closed both ways. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. In a foul mood now. Started off in a good mood. Now I'm not in a very good. I've got to t- type this in. Uh, right. There you go. The JCB song lyrics. It's they are Nisloppy. Nisloppy. It should be going. I don't know what that is. You do. You do so. And I'll tell you for why. You know it because it, the lyrics. I can't remember exactly how the tune goes. You have to forgive me on that one. Oh, send the JCB song to you. I don't want a blasted ringtone. Just give me the blooming words. Stop messing around. There you go. My dad's probably had a... And we're holding up the bypass. Me and my dad having a top laugh. I'm sitting on the toolbox. I'm so glad I'm not in school, boss. I'm so glad I'm not in school. Don't... You have so. <laughs> well, I'm rumbling in this, JC. I'm five years old and my dad... You know, I'm... I'm. Oh, crikey. I tell you, it's driving me mad here. You blooming... I'm get... Really, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. Yeah. Said, I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce Lee. Drives me round in his JCB. I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's getting familiar now, isn't it? Now it's started coming back to you, I can tell. I'm Luke, I'm five. And we're holding up the bypass. That one. I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce. You have heard it. Must be sending it to your house. On ringtone. That'll teach you. Finally got it out of my system now. But at least it saves us from... From Mr. Blobby for Christmas. Thank you, Ross and Sutton, Alan in Greys, Rob, uh, Ian, who said it's so cold in Watford, my breath froze in the night, I can read what I said in my sleep. Actually, I don't talk in my sleep. So they tell me. Uh, Chris says it's the JCB song, and Danny says it's the JCB song, which is good, isn't it? I'm a security officer, I'll do four days for free on BA. I'm re- I really felt for the lady last night on LBC. I only have four days off over Christmas, but security never whinge, and we're probably the worst looked after, says John in Reading. I'm working over Christmas. Um, don't, get, don't get me wrong, I'm not here for charity, I get paid for doing it. It's not, you know, it's, it's a proper business. They are Nisloppy, holding up the bypass. That's the name of the song, Steve. I'm Luke, I'm five, my dad's Bruce. Let's shut it. Shut it, woman. Start me. Uh, Mark the Bailiff says, morning. Morning. There you go. And Tanya says it was Nisloppy. Thank you. John in Welling as well knew the answer. OK, enough already. Now I had enough of Nisloppy. We'll play it on the programme next week. OK, just to annoy everybody. Uh, so, uh, apparently people moving into work will continue to get benefits for at least six months. There's a couple in the papers. It's driving me mad, these couples in the paper. Come up to Christmas. This is a couple who are on 23,000 quid a year. They don't work. 
They've got... They've just bought a brand new car because the old BMW. They've never worked. They don't do anything. I don't know whether, whether or not we're just stupid in this country or whether or not we just hand out benefits because we can't think of anything else to do. And now they go, oh, you have a chance, oh, some money. She, used to, she grew up in a million-pound house but now just slubs around. And they've saved up. They've got um, a 42-inch television. They've got £1,000 to spend on presents for Christmas. If you're a pensioner, you'll be, you'll be sticking pins in this uh, family already, I'm afraid. Uh, BA could lose £30 million a, uh, a day. £30 million a day. That was my tummy. I'm terribly sorry. Listening on DAB. Not particularly good this morning. And, uh, and here's the, uh, the funeral of John Paul Massey. You remember John Paul Massey, don't you? He was a little boy whose uncle had an illegal dog and it mauled him to death. His uncle carried his coffin crying. She bloody well think so too, mate. If you hadn't had an illegal dog in the first place, none of this would have happened. But uh, here it is. And they had uh, one of those horse-drawn carriages draped with Everton colours and all the rest of it. But uh, nice to see the uncles there carrying the body of the little boy whose dog mauled him to death. I mean, it's just a poor... An illegal dog. The family bred the bloody things. Don't start me on that thing today because I've just had, about, had enough of it. Uh, Twiggy here, the Ole Definity Eye Illuminator. She described it on the adverts as the secret to brighter looking eyes. I'm afraid, of course, it's a pack of lies. It's not true. And 700 people in the Advertising Standards Authority decided that Twiggy's eyes had been digitally retouched. But I can tell you that 90% of models are digitally retouched. But I think if they're selling you a product and they're claiming the product makes you look like this, that's balderdash. And so they've got a picture of what Triggy really looks like. And she's quite old because she's in her 60s. And yeah, she is 60 years old now. And there's no way at 60 you look like a 25-year-old. No matter what you've been taking, unless you've had surgery and she hasn't. So they put this stuff on and then they just... I've seen people doing it. In fact, if you came to any of the Steve Allen shows, my brochure was touched up. I was, I was, <laughs> I was more touched up than I'd ever been in my entire life. But, I, but I, I wasn't selling an eye product that costs about 20 quid. You know, and so it was misleading. So they've, they've decided to, uh, to withdraw it, which is good news, actually. Good news. Uh, other stories in the paper today, apart from the fact that one man got his page slip and he was staggered to find his name's Stephen Foster he'd been overpaid by 1.4 million pounds now with the best will in the world you know you look at it and go well it's not going to happen is it but rather than run to the nearest airport the co-op worker immediately paid it all back and was rewarded with a 10 pound crate of beer but to be honest with you there was no way he was going to get paid it because he'd have gone to prison for thieving so they gave him a... I mean, I was double paid here one month. It was many years ago. And one month, two lots of salary came in. Well, I booked the plane. I got my suitcase packed. I'm down the airport. And then I thought, no, Stephen. So I turned round, went back home on the train. And, and I phoned them up and said, I've just been paid twice. They said, oh, that's OK. We just won't, won't pay you next month. I went, oh, OK. So in other words, had Stephen Foster disappeared off with the uh, £1.4 million. He'd have been pursued by police throughout the continent. They'd have taken him back and he'd been thrown in prison. And what they've done is they, they've done sort of some meany article in the paper saying that this, this could have earned him 30000 a year. Yeah, but it wasn't his money. That's what this... this the uh, Jeremy Armstrong has written. I mean, it's just a stupid... Do you know, I sometimes, I sometimes worry about the mirror. They seem to be going down the same route that the Daily Star is which is just putting any old rubbish in there just to fill up the paper. I mean, he could have earned 30000 It wasn't his money. In the same way that if you have a cheque and you write it out and you've got no funds in there, that's fraud. You can't write out cheques now you haven't got any money. I spoke to a friend of mine last night. She said, worst time in my life. She said, I know we get paid Friday, because everybody gets paid Friday. Most people do, of this week, just before Christmas. But she said, I've only got £34 in my account to last till Friday. 
And I said, oh. Because to be honest with you, I've got no idea what I've got in my account. I mean, I think it's a bit more than £34, but I've got no idea. Because I bought some candles today for people. I suddenly realised I'd better, better get my finger out. So I did that very quickly this morning. But a £10 crate of beer, for being honest, it's good. So most people wouldn't give you anything. £10 crate of beer, better than nothing, isn't it? And he works for the co-op, for God's sake. What are you going to do? Pay, uh, pay Christmas for him? Certainly not. Certainly not. Oh, they've, in, in, incidentally, if you're fed up with Father Christmases everywhere for the kids and people queuing up to see some man with a stick-on beard, because they're all the pretend Father Christmases, I've seen the real one. Uh, in Westfield, they've got something different. They've got adult Christmases. They've got scantily clad girls and scantily clad men. And it's for adults only, and they're handing out adults-only presents. So you can have your picture taken with scantily clad girls. All a little bit tacky. But, uh, but that's it. So they're doing something different, which I suppose is quite good. I'm delighted to say the two girls who mercilessly bullied that vicar's daughter until she jumped to her death were branded brutes. Pieces of filth they are, ladies and gentlemen. Two of them. Disgusting. One of them, uh, Hattis Can, was just 13 when she and 17-year-old Kemi Ajosi repeatedly terrorised terrorized Rosie Boxall. Do you remember, even as she leapt from the window and they filmed it on a mobile phone as she leapt out... Uh, Hattis Can says, serves you right, you bitch. And she jumped out the window. I tell you, we should string people like you two up. Mind you, they're not alone. There's hundreds of these people now. But uh, one has been detained for eight years. Eight years. That's it. That's what a life is worth in this country now. Eight years. It's bloody appalling, isn't it? Eight years. That's all you get. In fact, they're even saying on the front page of the paper today, the, um, the woman who abused those children, the, uh, the nursery paedophile, this is Vanessa George. She could be out in seven years. She could be out in se- Even though we've been told that she should be detained indefinitely, um, threats were shouted from the public gallery. Apparently, when she comes out of prison, she'll be given a new identity. I'm hoping it's one in a box, love. I'm hoping that's your identity. But angry mothers stormed from the, the court, shouting, you get more for robbing somebody's house. I mean, it's absolutely appalling that that's all it's worth in this case. So you can kill somebody, you can, you can make them just go round the twist so much they jump to their death to, to get away from, from the bullying. And you get seven, you get eight years for that. And for abusing children, this disgusting piece of filth could be out in seven years. I predict she won't survive inside, because generally speaking, people like that get dealt with quite, uh, quite quickly. And to be honest with you, it couldn't happen to a, a nicer person. Uh, other stories, uh, lots of people uh, are, uh, are betting on the Christmas number one. Must be desperate. Why would you want to bet on the Christmas? Who gives us stuff? It's only a record, isn't it? Doesn't make any different. Merry Christmas. It's got so bad, Steve. Bring back Mr. Blobby. All is forgiven. I'm so sick of Simon Cowell's humorless music. <laughs> Actually, it's very funny because I was reading the article on Simon the other day. I reckon he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. I don't care what anybody says. Money doesn't compensate you for going balmy. And unfortunately for sort of Simon, he's got so many programmes going, his phone must be ringing constantly. To try and slow down must be nigh on impossible. This is LBC 97.0. Morning, team. Nice to be company. Welcome to Wednesday. Brrr, it's cold. No snow, though. No snow. And there probably won't be any snow for Christmas, which is a bit disappointing, unless you move up to Scotland. And I'd love to move up to Scotland for snow for Christmas. I see that Richard Hammond will celebrate his 40th birthday. There's me thinking he was around 55, but he turns out to be only 40, uh, with a load of new cars and a bike. He's got uh, 16 cars and five bikes already. He splashed out 50,000 uh, on a classic Jag E-Type, 175,000 on an Aston Martin DBS Volante, and his wife, Mindy, 
has treated him to a £10,000 Kawasaki. A pal said, and this is where he rubs it in your face, Richard has made a packet from filming Morrison's Christmas ad, so he decided to splash the cash. Shows you how much money there is in these things. Somebody sent me an email yesterday saying, I've just watched the Iceland advert with uh, Colleen Nolan singing. Hasn't she got a lovely voice? I said, yeah, for a foghorn, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's her singing. I think it's been enhanced. It's got Jason Donovan on the advert for Christmas, which is quite nice. Uh, Andrew from uh, from Bradford, thank you for the uh, the Christmas card. Very grateful. As I say, we always like to get Christmas cards. And that, that surprisingly found it. It was just addressed to Steve Allen, DAB Radio, London, Leicester Square. <laughs> and luckily, the post office know exactly where I am. Uh, it's another one of these Brussels Sprouts uh, cards from Carla, sold in aid of scholarship funds. Thank you very much. It's a very interesting writing on the card. I think we should get some of you analysed every year, just to, to find out. Uh, Andy and Bridget. Oh, it's Andy Hughes. Remember Andy Hughes, our old newsreader? He sent me a Christmas card. And his wife. It's lovely, isn't it? Thank you very much indeed. He says it's been a little over a year since I left LBC. He's doing his history degree at the University of Reading. That's nice, isn't it? I know Reading quite well, so I'm loving it. I do listen from time to time, especially the That Reminds Me interviews, which I hope are returning to Sunday nights. Yet they are. This Oh, this Sunday they're back. I said they were, didn't I, yesterday? I said, yeah. She's having a very funny time today. Very funny, very funny time yesterday. What are you doing? What's the matter with you? Being a unicorn? So not having a funny time. I'm so not having a funny time this year. Actually, some people, that you, you get to and I go, how's this year gone? And they go, really not very good at all. Really not very good at all. And then you think, but it can only get better. It can't get... Well, I probably can, but it can't get worse. It can only get better. And I always think that things, bad things come in threes. I don't know why. In my life, they generally come in fives for some strange reason. He says, every time I tune in, he said, Susan Spence seems to be there. I hope the new regime is looking after you at Leicester Square. You love Christmas, unlike me, so I hope you have a good one. Thank you very much indeed. He said, uh, where are you going? I'm going to be researching my dissertation on the Brighton bombing. Lovely. Andy, thank you for that. Very nice. Yeah, it's coming back Sunday... Saturday, oh, I forgot where I am now. Sunday nights, it's coming back. So that's good news, isn't it? Very happy about that. Because it was off while The X Factor was on. And so this week, it's uh, Omer Jalili, the comedian, which is very good. I'm going to be doing Roy Hudd tomorrow, which I'm very much looking forward to. I love Roy Hudd to pieces. Love him to pieces. Nice card here. Wishing you lots of holiday fun. Very American, isn't it? And a little something from our area of uh, southwest France. Got to be chilled. Just leave it outside the front door here. Caroline and Gordon in Betchworth. Thank you very much indeed. It's a nice card, actually, isn't it? Homemade by Kelly Middlemas. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? I like that idea. I like people who do homemade cards, because some of them are really quite clever. Perhaps one of these years, if I sit down at the kitchen table, I might actually get round to it. But uh, at the moment, it just is not happening. Nick, thank you very much indeed for the book. He said, I'm pleased you like the theatre programmes. He sent me politically correct bedtime stories. And it's got all the bedtime stories, but but done in a, in a very humorous way. It's got everything from the Emperor's New Clothes, The Three Little Pigs, Cinderella, Rapunzel, Chicken Little. That was the only story I never, I never really followed, Chicken Little. I didn't do it at all. Uh, inside the mirror this morning... No, the sun. The military awards. The prince salutes the heroes. And you've got uh, little Joe wearing a, a suit, which he'll be paying for out of his million-pound contract. And he's presenting an award. And they've got loads of other people there. Fabio Capello, Mylene Klass, uh, Jeremy Clarkson, Kim Marsh again. I just, you just wish Kim Marsh... The old gag used to be, you phone up Kim Marsh and the answer phone goes, she'll do it. TV's Emma and Kate. And to be honest with you, I have no idea. Oh, it's Kate Garraway. Emma must be the other presenter. 
Because I've got no idea who this is. Is it Emma Crosby? Or Emma Crosby. Not very good. David Jason was there as well. The Camerons were there. And Joe Calzaki, who is telling a lot of the papers today, or just about anybody who'll listen, that he's decided, uh, having had a taste of showbiz, he now wants to be a film actor. Need to better string two words together first, Joe. I don't want to be rude, but uh, I really think it's going to elude you quite a long way. There was um, a yob, Stephen Ard. He was very drunk, and he walked up to Rahana Sidat in the street and ripped off her um, Muslim veil. He was ordered to pay her a £1,000 compensation. He pulled the veil off and said, get that off. He was angry. He kept walking, so I said, how dare you? He stopped, turned around and said, I do dare. So she, she said she felt invaded after the attack and is still scared to walk on her own. He wrote a letter of apology, claiming he was ashamed and embarrassed, given 150 hours community service. Rihanna, who works at a, a drop-in centre for people with learning difficulties, why that makes a difference, I've got no idea, says here, there's nothing to fear with the veil, we're human beings like everybody else. I think the thing is, Rihanna, that perhaps you haven't realised, is that people don't know what you look like. You know, and when you, when you talk to people, you make contact, every bit of your face moves. And that's why people are fearful. That's it. Uh, memo to the thousands, buying the Christmas... Slanket. This is the fluffy garment with oversized sleeves. It keeps you warm. Jane Moore says, I've had one for years. It's called a dressing gown. I know, I can't understand how people are buying this piece of rubbish. You know, it's like, all of a sudden things come in, don't they? And we go, oh look, pashminas. Must have a pashmina. Or oh, we must have something from JML. Must have something that does this, must have something that does that. But this thing is a, is a as we say, it's a blanket with sleeves. Which is just kind of like a dressing gown. Why don't, if you really want something like this, why don't you buy, if you're a medium, buy an extra-large dressing gown. It'll be exactly the same. Won't be any different at all, I'm afraid. Uh, and then she says, and I said it at the beginning of the programme, let's get it straight, a nurse, fireman, paramedic, on, say, 25 grand, who slogged their guts out all year round to pay for a Christmas break, may well be held to ransom by a BA cabin crew member who earns anything up to 70 grand for pushing a trolley up and down the aisle, modelling a life jacket and flogging duty-free over the tannoy in an irritating sing-song voice. To quote a mum-ism, some people just don't know they're born and that's my stomach again, I'm afraid. So it's dreadful, isn't it, really? I don't know what's the matter with them. Here, here they say, this is, these are the high flowers. If, if you work for Fly Globe Span, Rye Globe Span, uh, average cabin crew there, 13 grand. A friend of mine went to work for Monarch, actually. Average salary, 17 and a half. EasyJet, 20 grand. BMI, 18 and a half. Thomas Cook, 17 and a half. Virgin Atlantic, 14.4. Because there are perks. BA, 29.9. Nearly 30 grand. Idiots. Absolute bloody idiots. Must be fools. Being made fools of, I'm afraid. It's just stupid, I'm afraid. Just stupid. Nice to see that turning up at the son's party the other day, because he'll turn up for the opening of an envelope. I'm told he opens his fridge and does five minutes. Peter Andre was singing for them, which was uh, the kind of party you want to avoid. You know, we've only had two hits, Peter. Let's not push it any further. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Brian says, I couldn't help watching the Paul O'Grady panto after your comments yesterday. How on earth can professionals turn out rubbish like that? You get a better production at the local amateur dramatic society. I could hear direction coming from someone off screen. How Stephen Fry could associate himself with any of it is beyond me. How much would that cost to put on? A fortune. A fortune. Each person would have been on, I would think, five to seven hundred and fifty pounds. Between five and seven hundred and fifty. Because many of them do it just to be on television. So if you get set, when you think that most of the people on the Alan Titchmarsh show are probably on, I don't know, 200, 250 quid an appearance, 
you know, if you're there as, as one of the pundits, I would think. So if you do three in a week, you're, you're doing all right, 750 quid. So for doing that pantomime, the worst thing about the pantomime was it just wasn't any good. It was just absolutely appalling. It really was. Dreadful. Uh, for what it's worth, says, uh, says Tony, I'm in southeast Thailand. Well into the 90s, humidity very high. You're welcome to it. Well, listen, we like being in the cold. We're in London. We like being in the cold. Steve, I'm not sure if you talked about River Cottage with Hugh Fernley Whittingstone. I think that's how you spell it. He had some sprout recipes, one of which was sprout and black pudding in batter. I can't think of anything worse. Black pudding is just blood, isn't it? Isn't that, isn't that what it is? Bloop pudding. 84850. Francis says, never mind that truck song. Let's get on with Jolly Old St Nicholas. Not coming out till next week. Not coming out till next week. Oh, Lily Allen, apparently, pulled out of a Top of the Pops TV special because of a sore throat. And I don't know, I think one of our members went down to see Lily Allen yesterday. Did you go to see Lily Allen? Was she good? Did she sing all her song? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. She had a sore throat. That's why she's pulled out of this Top of the Pops special. So she had a sore throat. But mind you, she did manage to put in an impressive shift at Elton John's Grey Goose Bash the night before. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, you cannot burn your little candle both ends. I was only saying that to Richard Hake here the other day. I said it's not possible to actually go out and burn your little candle and then expect to go out and do a concert or anything like that. You just can't do it. It's not good at all, is it? Uh, 84850, uk. Interestingly enough, a court has split a casino slot machine jackpot, oh, wait for this, 1.8 million. 1.8 million on a slot machine. Uh, happened in March. Uh, between the woman who put the money in and the man who pulled the handle. Because he said, I pulled the handle, that got the winning thing. And she said, well, I put the money in. So they've split it down the middle. You'd be pretty sick, wouldn't you, after that? So Marie-Hélène had walked away with the cash after a £45 bet on a one-armed bandit. But her partner contested her winnings. So they went to court, and the court said, nope, you must split it down the middle. Funny how money splits people. You've seen it before, haven't you? I remember after... A famous actor died on the television. He left all his children loads of money, and uh, they thought it wasn't enough. I think they were left something like ten million each, and they then went went to court to contest their father's will. It's dreadful that people do things like that, but uh, but they do. I'm afraid people complain about it, and they go, "Oh, I should have been left more money." It's like when people leave it all to animals. Seems a bit pointless, I know, half the time. But uh, they leave it, and then the family go, "Well, that's just ridiculous. Fancy leaving it to an old moggy's home? Give it to us. We can put it to far better use." And sometimes they can. Uh, news headlines coming up. Here's, uh, oh, it's Colleen Rooney out again. Do you know, considering she spends most of her time buying clothes, can we see her wearing some of them, as opposed to the naff outfit she wears a lot of the time? None of it matches. Absolutely none of it. It really is cheap, trashy stuff that she seems to wear. Anyway, style queen Colleen, nothing stylish about this, let me tell you, left soccer hubby Wayne behind and took to the streets with a six-year-old, popped into a restaurant... Uh, for a bite to eat, and burly male friends push the tots buggy around the city centre. Nobody's going to mess with her family, let me tell you. <laughs> Highly unlikely, I think. Highly unlikely. Uh, a family of 28 Romanian stunned port cops when they arrived in the UK for Christmas shopping, stuffed tightly into two people carriers. 28 of them were stuffed into two people carriers. Officers saw faces jammed against the windows of the vehicles meant for seven passengers as they left the ferry at Dover. A source said they were all singing carols and looking forward to shopping in London. They soon piped down. God. A bit worrying, isn't it? There's also a dress you can colour in yourself. 
to avoid clashing. You know when you go out, you say, oh, somebody's wearing the same outfit as me. Well, this one, you colour in. It's black and white, and you just sort of paint it all in. So, in other words, you can embrace your inner Picasso. I quite like the idea. I think it's, it's, quite, it's only 250 quid. And to me, that seems actually OK for a dress. I don't know how much dresses cost. But that not that fantastic? So you just, you just sort of colour in the little bits with a pen that they give you to suit your accessories or the mood. And then if you use the right pens, you just wash it out and then start all over again. Fantastic. Quarter to six is the time this chilly morning. If you're just about getting up, just, you know, just try and dress up warm this morning. Gloves on. Gloves. Definitely gloves, gloves, gloves. It's LBC. These are the stories. British Airways will go to the High Court later to try and stop the 12-day strike planned by its cabin crew. It's thought more than a million people will be affected over the next two weeks. Two British soldiers have been killed by a suspected suicide bomber in Afghanistan and on patrol in the Helmand province, the families have been informed. And campaigners and charities will serve up 5,000 free lunches in Trafalgar Square today using only food that would otherwise be thrown away to highlight the problem of waste food. Check on the roads for you this morning. Let's get you there nice and quickly if you're worried. It's Hugh Broom. Uh, don't be. Thank you very much. Uh, we shall start with uh, if you're heading into West Hampstead. Got a Christmas card from Gary Hales and Sam. Thank you very much indeed. You remember Gary Hales from EastEnders? If I say Gay Barry. He was the one that went out with Michael Cashman. He's not gay in real he's just acting, all right? But uh, we used to use him on the programme. He's a cab driver in London. You'll bump into him. You'll bump into him, and Sam does all sorts of things, which we can talk about. I bet they've already got Christmas sorted. I bet you anything. Christmas in the Hales household is sorted out now. Very clever boy. Gloria in Crawley. Just thank you for making me laugh when I wake up far too early. I don't think I feel. And, and a lovely one from Olive and uh, George Perrin. We did meet briefly at the Magic Circle Dinner and Cabaret. Wonderful evening it was. Thank you so much for that. It's a card from the London Fire Brigade Retired Members Association. Get all sorts of cards on this programme. You really do. I get all sorts of things. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. A teenage boxing champion's in the paper today due to represent Britain at the 2012 Olympics. Unfortunately, stole £75,000 in a wave of bank robbery. What's the matter with these people? What is the matter with them? He was only 15 when he snatched cash being delivered to three high street banks. Uh, he made off with £25,000 in notes each time. He showed no emotion as the judge told him he'd jeopardised a glittering sports career by his actions, but his dad broke down in tears. These kids don't give a stuff. They really could, they couldn't care less now. They're motivated by, by money. He's now 16, and he's an athlete, targeted banks, and fled in a BMW driven by one of his cohorts. I mean, it's just... But apparently, they, they haven't named him because of his age. Well, I'd quite like to know who this is. He's a bank robber at... F I couldn't care less... You know, how old he is. He's a bank robber. Not once, not twice, three times. And they, they've also... Uh, he, he refused to name the adult villains who masterminded it for fear of reprisals. Well, I'm kind of sorry, sweet pea, but you mix in those sort of circles, you pay the price. That's your fault if they want to come around and break your legs. Shouldn't have got involved in the first place. Kelly Rowland, apparently has revealed she wants to be a fifth judge. What is this fifth judge rubbish on the X Factor? There is going to be no fifth judge. They don't need a fifth judge. You know, the other day they'd get Robbie Williams. Well, I mean, woefully unemployed. And even Simon Cowell is saying that next year on his wish list for the X Factor, he wants David Bowie. Because, to be honest, at one time people went on chat shows, but now if you've got a single to plug, you do the X Factor. Because it's, it, you get more coverage. It's going to be 20 million. Why would you want to turn down 19 million people watching... You know, to go on a chat show that maybe gets two. You'd be a fool, wouldn't you? So people are queuing up. 
Hello, Simon. Very shortly, it'll be the record companies paying Simon Cowell for their artists to appear. Danny Minogue uh, well, went back to Australia. Thank God for that. Stay there, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, she was in uh, Melbourne to pick up her hunky lover. So that's good, isn't it? I don't know what he's called, but uh, he looks hunky. That's all I can tell you. That's what the paper tell you, he's hunky. Uh, Joe McEldry has spilled the beans uh, about the squeaky clean tea. Oh, pals of his have uh, spilled the beans as he returned home. Apparently he sang soppy songs to his mum, kept up his college coursework, uh, brought Cheryl Cole for a visit to his old school and drank up to 20 cups of healthy green tea every day. What a boring person. How dull is that? You know, and that, that's the best they can do on spilling the beans on Joe McEldry. What an existence. Did anybody see um, Jamie Oliver the other night? I don't know. Do you get the feeling that over the years Jamie's turned into just a little bit of a... I don't know, just a little bit contrived. It used When he first started, he was genuine. Then he started making up fake mates. And then we had this Mockney thing. Now we've got this rubbish filmed at Christmas in his, uh, in his Essex home where he introduces you to the children and, all the, and everybody's called a nickname and he can't talk like this. You know, whereas, in fact, the family are terribly cultured. Terribly cultured and well-spoken. He's, he's sort of Mockney and puts this thing on. And sort of, you know, I mean, you can imagine the sort of people he's supposed to be appealing to. You know, and you think, do you think people are going to go out? I mean, the other day, I had cranberry and um, brie phyllo parcels. Well, I've never had cranberry before, because I'm not really... A bit... No, I've never had cranberry like you've never heard of Nislocky, the JCB song, right? So, um, <laughs> I've never had... Cr- no, I've never had... No, no, never had cranberry sauce on turkey. No, no, no. Never had brie either. Never had brie. No, never had brie. I'm, I'm a cheddar person. I do cheddar and red Leicester. I don't do anything else. I'm not... I don't do posh cheeses. We, we, we were working class. We can afford posh cheese like some of you people. You know, we used to... Put this way, we used to call it mousetrap cheese. Uh, John and Sherry, wishing you the very best this Yuletide season. That's nice, isn't it? Yuletide... How many people say Yuletide season now? Nobody. No, I've never had cranberry or brie. Isn't that funny? Very odd, that. I don't know why. I, I, I probably won't be having it again, actually. <laughs> Just not my kind of thing. It was quite nice, but, you know, so-so. Uh, Hurea, thank you very much indeed, says, I enclosed two pages from Hackney Today, the local free newspaper, with some evocative historical photos of the Hackney Empire. My seven-year-old nephew went to see Aladdin last week and said it was the best thing ever in the whole wide world. When it was the Mecco Bingo Hall, I remember, I got run over just outside by the bus stop just before I was due to start college. Dear. We've never met, you know. Been writing for goodness knows how many years, haven't you, Horea? Happy 30th anniversary, LBC, for December the 12th, because that was the day I started. So it will be on... Yes, so we've we just had it the other day. I've just had my 30th anniversary. How embarrassing was that? 30 years. I was very young when I started, OK? Eight, all right? Eight. Don't go there. Don't go there. Um, another one here. This is more pictures of uh, Pamela Anderson, the genie in red, wearing a wholly inappropriate... This is pantomime. This isn't some folly bergere burlesque show, I'm afraid. But apparently, 800% increase in ticket sales. I don't know, because... You see, I don't know how they can prove that, because every year, the Wimbledon pantomime, like all of them, sells out. So how can they say an 800% increase? In other words, what, what they're saying is that for the week that she was on, or two weeks, they weren't... Previous years, they never did any business. Well, I don't believe it. I think that's a lie. And I'm prepared to stand up in court and say it's a lie. Because every year, Panto... You never go for the first week of Panto, and it's only just opened. It's never empty. It's packed all the time. So if they're saying an 800% increase, what were they playing to? 20 people? 
Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. To be honest with you, she looks a bit sleazy. And seeing as she only just admitted the other week that she'd taken cocaine. So now we've had a woman in panto in front of your children who's made a porno film which appeared all over the internet and taken cocaine. How marvellous is that, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, dear. I'm surprised they don't do adult... Well, they do do adult pantomimes, don't they? Jim Davidson did a ghastly one called Cinderella, spelt with an S, which was littered with just filth. A bit like Jim Davidson, I suppose. He's disappeared, hasn't he? He came back to the country and, um, and then was with that ghastly Brian from Big Brother and uh, made some homophobic comments. But that's, that's Jim Davidson. He's, he's, a bit, he's a bit stuck in a time warp, I'm afraid. Although most people always say, what's the difference between a gay man and a straight man? And the answer, about eight pints, I think. <laughs> That's today's gag. It's the best you can get. Incidentally, you're going to fall foul of clampers and ticketing officers uh, for the simple reason that they can't work out whether Boxing Day is going to be a public holiday. So they've decided, as you all head for the sales on Boxing Day, which is the Saturday, it's going to be a normal Saturday for them. Because they've effectively moved Boxing Day to the Monday. So people get the the Monday off. So it's not an official bank holiday. Many councils are planning to treat it as a normal day with the traffic wardens out to maintain the usual parking rules. Half of all the London boroughs say the controls will apply on Boxing Day. Except, of course, if you live in Richmond. Because Richmond have 24-hour parking all year round. They don't... You remember years ago, they go half day on Wednesday or, you know, after one o'clock on Saturday or after midnight or something. No, Richmond, 24 hours a day. They go around and ticket. Mean little tight so-and-sos. Small wonder there's hardly any Christmas cheer in Richmond this year, I'm afraid. But uh, be very careful because they will be towing away. I always secretly smile when I see somebody's car being towed. I know I shouldn't, but it's some sort of perverse pleasure. I do thrive on other people's misery. I do, I, I do like... I mean, the ultimate for me would be somebody's car being towed away and the family sobbing on the pavement. I mean, that would just do it. And then, as, as they stand there, uh, all the Christmas presents are in the car, I would then like to see it being lifted up, the car dropped on the ground, and then, as another lorry goes past, they all get splashed by a puddle. I mean, that would be the ultimate Christmas present. I know it's miserable, but to be honest with you... You're a gift to me at the moment. I mean, absolutely a gift. Doesn't get any better. Doesn't get any better. Although I did... I, I was reading my stars the other day in the paper. It said, today's going to be a not a very good day. And actually, strange enough, it turned out to be a very nice day. Because I watched some other people suffering with misery. And, you know, I, I did... I was standing in front of a bloke at the cash point. I was standing behind him, actually. And, uh, and it declined his card. And, and I smiled. I smiled. You know, as you do. As you... Well, I can't help it. It just makes me happy. And he put his card... He said, refer to issuer. And so I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, I'm going to be taking some money out in a minute. You know, and that always goes down well with people. And then I offer them a little swig of booze. And they go away quite happy. And I go, Merry Christmas, because I'm going to. And uh, it's, it's just funny. But the trouble is, as Clive Bull says, you only get your car towed away if you've parked illegally. They don't turn away for fun. If you've parked somewhere you shouldn't, they'll take it. Oh, dear. I think I'll go and work for British Airways. I could get 70,000 a year, I think, could be quite good. On long haul, upper class, that's what you can earn. I know somebody who's got a black American Express card who works for British Airways. Could even be listening at the moment. Here is the family on benefits. Catherine Scott, Dean Evans with Stefan and Dylan and Amber and Presley, their children. Lovely. And uh, that's good. Do you know a million a year A&E cases are caused by drink... More people turn up in accident and emergency through the abuse of alcohol. And I'm desperate to try this year because I bought my brother some. I stupidly sent down a huge box of sweets 
a while ago, and he's already started eating them. He's already... I mean, really naughty. But anyway, uh, one of them were fruit jellies with courvoisier in the middle. Now, I'm a... Oh, here we go. Look at that. Mm, I like that. Force, no, I see. I like fruit jellies. I like new berry fruits. I can't have them because they're just fruit jelly cased in sugar and everything else. But they've got that liquid centre. And I wish they made them so that they weren't fattening or really bad for you. And so, consequently, I saw these things in the Lakeland catalogue and it was fruit jellies with courvoisier in the middle. So I sent them down to him. So I, I said, knowing that he would have tried everything, what were they like? He said, they were all right. And he went, oh, no, they weren't. <laughs> Are they, You've eaten everything. I said, leave something for Christmas, for goodness sake. Otherwise you have to, uh, you know, more, I've got no idea what to buy him for Christmas. It's a bit like, like the producer. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing that she needs at the moment, you know, that, that's actually going to fit in a very small box. Because I think, you know, I'm, it's, it's not size, is it? It's how much you spend on the present. Alan Dodgen's a nightmare to buy for this year. So I've decided to get him absolutely nothing at all, but I'm going to gift wrap it, which is good news. Find everything for everyone this Christmas with the new... Su- Morning, everybody. Quite freezing cold in here and I'm outside. It would be easy to go and stand outside. It's uh, Wednesday morning in London town. We'll have a chat to Steve Hargrave at about uh, a quarter past. So here is this uh, family, as most of you struggle to pay for Christmas this year. Dean Evans, his teenage girlfriend, have a simple message to save up. So far, they've set aside £1,000. So they and their eight children... You do think we should bring back compulsory um, sterilisation, don't you, really? They're so pleased with this budgeting, they feel qualified to hand out advice to the rest of us. They live in a four-bedroom house paid for by the council. They managed to save the money after Miss Scott gave birth to twins, resulting in their benefit allowance being raised from seven grand to £23,000. Why can't you just go out and work? Each week, they put aside £15 out of their £480 state benefits... They also have an expensive Italian sports car. They subscribe to satellite TV. They regularly receive £200 from Miss Scott's mother. And critics say the couple from Sevenoaks should be ashamed of themselves. I think just looking at them, they should be ashamed of themselves. The trouble is, they feature in a double issue of Closer magazine as an interview. Well, I don't know if they got paid for it. I mean, it's a a full-time wage, isn't it? Apparently... Uh, he's unemployed and receiving disability allowance. He has no desire to return to work after an accident on a building site hurt his groin. Oh, diddums. I'm sorry, you've managed to have eight kids. What's that through? At the age of 12, she started playing truant. She's got a four-year-old son whose father was a big issue seller, and so it goes. I mean, this catalogue of disaster. Do you know, I'm sorry, I'd have to be a bit hard on these people. I would... I don't see why they should be getting benefits. So you're disabled. Well, there's loads of people who are disabled who don't get diddly squat. I think I'd just take it away. Terribly sorry. Go, terribly sorry. Well, you know, get, get your kids out there working. Shove them up, Jim. Do something. I, I just wouldn't... I wouldn't really put up with it for much longer. I think we've we just turned into... the Well, I say turned into. We've had it for years, haven't we? This benefit culture where, uh, where, where people just get... Well, it's not worth working because I can get more money by doing this. And I think to myself, well, you're probably right... Dreadful. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We feature all your uh, texts and uh, emails on the programme this morning. Uh, Dean has bought three Joe Malone candles. Crikey. Must obviously have loads and loads of money. Actually, I did buy some, uh, some today online because it's, it's, uh, it's just fantastic. Uh, Adam is coming down to London for a two-day break, going to see Oliver. He says, thank you for the other shows that you've uh, recommended this year. Not been disappointed once. Thank goodness for that. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Patricia, 
who says she's in Liverpool, but generally speaking, if you're in Liverpool, it pro- you're probably not in Liverpool, says your remark, the, the, the difference between straight and gay men, says it all as to why English women prefer foreign men to the effeminate, brutish English variety. Oh, I don't think so. I, get, I think it's because you like, you like snogging garlic breath. That's what it is, actually, Liverpool. Um, Patricia... Because let's face it, if you're, in, if you're in Liverpool, you're not exactly that fussy, are you? I've been there. I spent a week there one night. Uh, Paul says, you've just made me laugh out loud at the woman in tears on the news talking about the BA strike. <laughs> it, do you know, to be honest with you, it's going to ruin a lot of people's Christmases for people who earn a small fortune. I don't think it makes any difference to, to, the, to the BA staff. The pilots, earn, they're the biggest, they're the most expensive pilots, I think, in the world on BA. This is a company who's making a loss. If you were running a company and you're running a £300 million a year loss... Would you not think there was something wrong in the book balancing? I mean, it didn't take too much. If you, if you were running your own company and you're making that sort of lot, you'd be cutting back left, right and centre, wouldn't you? If all of a sudden the company that you work for starts making money, they start cutting back. So British Airways start making cut. It doesn't affect the normal ones. It affects people coming in. So in other words, they're, they're, I mean, they're quite clearly, they're not as bright as they think they are. Lynn says, when BA staff in, in backpurps should stop, then they should say full fare for all flights for them and their family. Because they get cheap flights for them and their family. The perks are fantastic. So there you go. Uh, Steve, wouldn't surprise me if on Boxing Day there is double the amount of traffic wardens out. Oh, absolutely. Of course it would. Of course it would. It would, uh, it, it would just... It, it, they're just going to be preying on people who think that because it's still Christmas, because we go, it's... It's Boxing Day that people are going to be out and it's going to be free parking. They'll be taken away all over the place. So just, just be warned. Just be warned. Viv says, at 64, I still run the post room in my local hospital, sometimes working 50 hours a week because they've cut the staff yet again. And what do I get? 12 grand a year for doing a 50-hour week. I bet BA wouldn't like to live on that. And I'm not allowed to strike and I'll probably go in during Christmas to clear the mail. Come on, BA, says Viv. I'll swap your job. Come and try mine. I agree with you. All they've got to do, they're glorified shop assistants. That's all, or waitresses. You know, you put on the uniform, and they look at, hello, have you flown in an aeroplane before? And I always go, have you ever eaten hospital food? You know, it's all this kind of stuff. They do talk to you. Joan Rivers used to do a, a sketch about trolley dollies in America, where they were so patronising... You know, would you like to put your seat up? Hello, is your seatbelt on? Can we just check? Can we just move your hand? Move your hand! You can just see you've got the seat. I always, I always go to, look, I've got, oh, look, my zip's undone. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> just to annoy them. And, the, and the, could, we, could you put your table in an upright position? No, you put it in an upright position. It's what you paid for. Hello, would you like anything from the trolley? Tomato juice? Oh, would like some ice in that? It, I mean, it'd be so good, you see. I could be so good. And, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard this BA flight to Paris this morning. We have uh, four doors, but, frankly, we couldn't give a stuff about you. We're not remotely interested because we're earning more money than you. I'd be the first one out. I wouldn't help anybody. I'm terribly sorry. So the planes just come... I, I always love it. And, they go, and then they, they put on this sort of lovely jacket, and they go, in the event of the plane landing on water, I thought, oh, I'll be the first one swimming out the door. And they go, and here it is, and here's... And you pull this toggle, and that will inflate the jacket. Here's a torch and a whistle. Like, like you're going to be going to a bloody disco when you're floating around in the water. <whistles> Fat lot of use that is, isn't it? People floating past you. Actually, somebody complained the other day about a new ice cube that they brought out, I think in America, and it's shaped like the Titanic... And so it's, it's just, it's obviously an ice cube tray, because you can get them to shape all the time. And it looks like, I think it looks quite good, actually. And they go, no, it's in very poor taste. 
could be any old liner, couldn't it, really? The fact it's happened to be made out of ice, it makes no difference. I remember having a piece of toast once, which had a smiley face in the middle of it. And what you do is you buy this mould. It's not a mould, it's a little push thing. And you push it in, into your bread, and then you put it in the toaster, and out comes a smiley face where it says, Good morning. <laughs> As if you can eat. Who wants that kind of thing first thing? You don't want happiness first thing in the morning, you want misery. You want absolute misery. I mean, and the more miserable people are, the happier I am today. I mean, today, on my way back, there'll be somebody who falls over. And I go nowhere near them. i tell you for why. I would have done years ago. But now, you don't want to get dragged into a court case. And it's so... I told you, a friend of mine, Claire, she found a wallet on the street in Twickenham. And she thought, being the good soul she is, it was a student's wallet, because you know how hard up they were and their drugs were still in there. And so she said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll take it to the police station. An hour later... Because they go through everything. You know, years ago, you just went in and go, I've just found that wallet. And they go, thank you very much indeed. Nowadays, you go in there, they take everything out and they've got to write it down. One drinks card, two tablets unknown, uh, one small quantity of hashish, one thing, one this. And they write it all down. Said she wished she'd not bothered. I know exactly how she feels. 6.15. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. British Airways is due at the High Court later to try and get an indeed. Indeed, Nick, with you just after about 40... To, oh, we've got a radio to give away uh, before then, so we'll do that. And Chris Christodoulou, I got his Christmas card, which is lovely. He always takes his own photograph, because he's a professional photographer, as you know if you've been to any of the shows. And this is a lovely one of the Royal Albert Hall, Through the Snow. Absolutely lovely. It really is. Super picture, Chris. Very nice indeed. So happy Christmas to you and Shirley as well. And there'll be a bottle waiting in the usual place, as they say. Uh, right. Uh, still to come... As I say, we've got a fantastic radio to give away to you. Uh, and Noreen as well, who did go to Borehamwood. Look for the two ladies who said they would be there. Sadly, didn't see them. Said you didn't like Miranda, the comedy. Give it another try. It's really quite funny. OK, I'll give it another try. Says, uh, I hope Steve Hargrave is well and has a nice Christmas. Well, we shall find out in, uh, in one second, because uh, I'm sure he is. I'm sorry about your boiler as well. So at the moment, it's pumping out heat, even when it shouldn't be. I tell you, at the moment, you need all the stuff you can get uh, at the moment. You really do. So I hope that uh, you've got to wait in all day for the thing between 8 and 1. It's one of those stupid appointments. Between 8 and 1, they'll pop round. Why can't they pop round now? It's cold. We've got no boiler. This is when people make a fortune. So as she says, I hope Steve is going to have a nice Christmas. It'll be a busy one, I would think, isn't it, Stevie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just saying uh, to Amanda, I've got a bit of a nose this morning. A bit of a Christmas nose. What's a Christmas nose? <laughs> I'm just a bit blocked up. It's just sort of oh. getting to... Yeah. I think we've been too, bus- too busy recently. It's a really busy Christmas this year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, 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 all of a sudden it's creeping up on me, so I'm trying to get as many things sorted in my mind. So it's, I've, I've started sticking post-it notes up so I can remember <laughs> where I'm supposed to be at any one time. How old? Are you getting old, Steve? <laughs> 39 this year. It's dreadful, isn't it? And post-it notes are already in my due. I'll be putting post-it notes up soon. Well, I tell you, it's become it's become the saviour because I cannot. I have to say to people, yes, I'd love to come and do that. Can you remind me the day before, please? Yeah, because it's the only way I I can do it. I always, I basically never make any plans. Uh, It's a great way of losing friends, very quickly. I know, I, I, I have done the same, but next week is going to be a nightmare. I've got so many things to do, and so many people to see, and so many drinks things and food things, that I'm going to get bogged down. By the time I get to Thursday, I'm going to be in a dreadful state. Yeah, I'll be glad when we get work out of the way. If yes. Everyone's around at the moment. It's just... I, don't, I don't mind being at work. I don't have a problem with being <laughs> at work. It's trying to remember all the other things. 
<laughs> the life bit that goes around it's, it. Exactly. It's, it's living. It's living that's <laughs> the problem. Anyway, we've got two what, bits of music this week. We've got two bits of music, yet yeah, neither of them uh, anywhere near Christmassy. Or, or, or failing that Joe McKeldry. Do you know, that record, <sighs> is it taken from High School Musical? Um, it's from, now where's it It's a from? Miley Cyrus song, It's a Miley song, Cyrus it? song, isn't yeah. it? Now, she wasn't in High School Musical. Oh, right. But I thought she might, did she pop up? I don't know, she popped up in it in a cameo way, but she was in her own Hannah Montana. So That's it must have been it. a Hannah Montana album. Right. Um, Very but it boring. Vaguely released, because if you go on Google, you can see the video of it, so it was a big enough song in America to have made a video of. Yeah. Which is why it's a, it's a terrible choice, frankly. An awful song. <laughs> Terrible. So, uh, I, th- I think it's luck. the most boring song I've ever heard. Good luck to Rage Against the Machine, uh, as we're hearing in Oh, start that one, won't today, you? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to those lads with their nice, cheery Christmas. Yes. Anyway, Joe, if you're listening funny. at the moment, here's Vampire Weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll play a bit of Vampire Weekend. We'll cross to that one. If you're listening, Joe, love you to bits. It's not you, it's, it's the song. Uh, the uh, Vampire Weekend is a band who has a really good album. When did they come out? Last year, year before? They've got their second album on its way. Now, the second album's out on January the 11th. The first uh, single is also out on January the 11th, but it's knocking around now, so we can have a listen in a second. But the reason we're talking about it is they've announced a free show at the Garage on February the 3rd. Um, I think tickets are available. I think it's just for HMV, but I'm not sure if you can also pre-order through uh, other outlets as well and uh, also get a sort of a, a ballot, basically. It's a free gig, so it's a ballot. It will, people want to go, so there'll be a big demand. You have to get the album, pre-order it, blah, blah, blah. Look on their website, see if you can go anywhere else. But if not, HMV. Let's have a listen to this song. This is the first single, actually, off of this album. The album's called Contra. This song is called Cousin. Oh, I don't like that at all, I'm afraid. <laughs> I thought that was horrid. <laughs> what a, what a I feel quite depressed. <laughs> now, uh, now, in their defence... Uh, <laughs> I had to explain around it. The first album was very good. That song probably needs to get going. But having said that, I don't think you're going to give it the time of day anyway. I don't so. think, even if it got going, <laughs> I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> Ooh, like I doubt he's enjoying us right now. No. I didn't enjoy that at all. Vampire yeah. Weekend. Not for me, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, well, let's move on and let's just pretend that never happened. Yeah, it's a shame because the first album was brilliant. It was brilliant. It's, it, it's slightly... That song is slightly more big, experimental, maybe not the word, but slightly different. Yes. Um, they are trying something different. Yes. Let's see what the album's like. Yes. We'll come back to that Let's in January. not. Okay. Anyway. Let's forget. Let's <laughs> the next forget. one. Let's go to Ellie Goulding, who we're playing because she's been named this week as the winner of the Brit's Critic Choice Award. This is the one we have every year. Adele won it the first time they had it two years ago. Then Florence and the Machine won it. It's the only Brit Award they get, well, apart from the Life of the they kind of pre-announce in advance. So you know she's going to win a Brit Award on February the 16th. She's 22, and she's... When Adele and Florence Machine basically went on to win, not win, but get nominated for the best female Brit the following year, it's a shoe-in, really, to mean that she's going to be a big artist next year, whether we like the song or not. It's quite dancey. It's a little bit different from Adele and Florence and the Machine. She's playing in Notting Hill at the end of January. She's playing in the Forum in March, and she's just announced a gig at Heaven on April the 15th. So there's lots of chances to see this lady, if you like it. I'm not sure, I have to be said, just very, a little bit too dancey for my liking, but have a listen, see what you think. And Ellie Golding, this song is the current single, it's called Under the Sheep. <laughs>
I don't like that. No. No. It's, 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 it was slow to start, and then it sort of got going a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I, I kind of, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not really fond of it yet. It's, uh. inter- it's an interesting choice. It's kind of, this award is always an indication of where the industry, because it's industry people, where they think the kind of music might go next year. So mm. I'm not sure. I mean, it's a woman, for, interestingly, it's the woman for the third year running mm. um, that's being given this award. But it's... Uh, Strange. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. I'm not sure why yet, but maybe we'll realise next year. Okay. Uh, the gig news: the the bookies have uh, reopened their bets due to the backing of Rage Against the Machine. Songs, they went. They didn't go down very well. I'm very sorry. No, it's all right. It's, seriously, it doesn't matter. Not much choice. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to change anything. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. It doesn't matter. The I was hoping for something count. festive like George Michael. Oh. You like that song? I do like it, actually. Do you? I have downloaded it. Very rare for me. I'm not generally a George Michael fan, but I downloaded the Christmas song. Mind you, I, I did I did download Andrea Bocelli's album yesterday. Well, that's all right. That's I'm so festive. I've got... I've, I've just downloaded 162 Christmas songs to my iPod. <laughs> How <laughs> sad am I? <laughs> you put an, an iTunes and wrote in Christmas, and anything that came Absolutely. Up, and also, I have got tons of albums I bought myself. Yeah. And I've just yeah, put they, them all onto my new iPod. And so I happily Christmas sit there mix. singing along on the train. Oh, Silent. I, I like that. I like that, though. That's I do good. like that. So who, who's actually going to win? Joe or Rage Against the Machine? <laughs> you know, I, I think it would be funny if Rage did it, but I think it will be Joe. There yeah. were everyone saying, now the CD goes into the shops, but a lot more people are going to buy it in the supermarkets. So Rage Against the Machine don't have a CD, and I no. don't think... The granny is going to go in the shop and buy Rage Against the Machine. No. I don't know why they're buying Joe, because, as we said, Hallelujah was a great song. You know, a really, really good song, and it was given the big treatment. This this song's a bit bit weak, I'm afraid. It doesn't, you know doesn't quite get going. I, I just think if you've got all that money, all that stuff going on with the X Factor, can you not find someone to write a really good Christmas song every yes. year? Yes, A really good new Christmas song. Ask tune. Gary Barlow to write something. He seems to be our top songwriter at the moment. I'd be much happier if it was something vaguely festive, but it's a yeah. dreary song about making it every yes. year. It is. It's, it's a bit naff, so isn't it? It's very naff. It's very naff. naff. Uh, uh, Jimmy Page, you spoke to yesterday. Oh, very quickly. Yeah. We're going to run out of time. Yeah, very quickly. Jimmy Page, you spoke to him yesterday, just saying he's definitely going to be back on stage next year, but not with Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's a bit boring, the whole Led Zeppelin yeah. reunion thing, but uh, he was kind of uh, uh, Robert Plant and go for it. So Jimmy Page says, but I forget that. I'm going to do my own thing. He okay. says he's going to be on stage next year. Um, Rihanna's announced another show. Um, Enough already, I'm run out. May 11th of the O2. That's all. Ho- hopefully we'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll try and pop in next week. All right, kiddo, look forward Thank to it. Take Cheer. care. Bye. That's Steve Hargrave. LBC 97.3. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. You didn't have a winner yesterday. But I didn't have a loser. No, you didn't, actually. Aha. It was a non-runner. Ha-ha! It was... I see, I don't want my little horses getting cold, so... <laughs> it is true. Do you know, it was nippy out oh, there. this morning. Bitter. This morning. Well, actually, Joe, strange enough, I came out this morning and I, I, I put, put my mittens on, and, and I didn't think it was as cold as... It's colder in the studio than it is outside. Oh, it's bitter out there. It bitter. Is, is it really bitter? Well, bitter, bitter in the suburbs. Centre of town felt a bit warmer, yeah. but... Bitter. And there's going to be snow. <laughs> Bitter. There's going to be snow on the high ground. Possibly. And then, yeah, they're saying Thursday night into Friday, we, yeah. we could see some snow here in London. Not, yeah. not huge amounts, not, not I don't much. think. But out in Essex and Kent, they, they are predicting quite a bit. Oh, but they actually deserve it. <laughs> so let, let's send it to there straight Harsh. away. Harsh, but true. Harsh, but true. <laughs> Strangely enough, Alex yesterday 
Uh, because your one at, uh, at Folkestone uh, was abandoned, mm. which means due to frost. Yeah. With only a few days left, you need to save more than a couple of save quid, so you've got £50.24. Uh, Alex had a winner with Youngstown. Oh. 9-2, £9 oh, profit. That's quite good. Total loss now, £3.47. Oh, dear. That's very good. That's good. So today's off to uh, home turf for me. Newbury, mm-hmm. the 310, Candy Creek. They also go at Banger, Kempton and Lingfield, but I'm also going with Newbury. Uh, the 1150, very edgy. Very edgy. Yeah. Very, very edgy me. Galileo, 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 figure out. Uh, right. <laughs> you're very, you're in tuneful this morning. It's because I'm freezing to death in here. Isn't at the it is. This so cold. new studio is boiling. Oh, well, I'll come and sit in your come, new studio. The yeah. draft that comes down from the back here, it's like the Siberian winds. <laughs> it's really terrible. And I forgot <laughs> yesterday to give you some biscuits. Yes, you did. I'm so yes, sorry. And that thought, wasn't forgotten. I thought, I thought not. Well, actually, if you turn round when, when you go back to your desk, mm. sit it on my desk, mm-hmm. there's a box of, of biscuits. Right, I'll be raiding that. And Auntie Davis has eaten them. Oh, he might... Oh, I hope that Auntie Davis... I'd have to oh, go around to his house and wait. We'll have his stomach pumped, if <laughs> necessary. <laughs> so, you, th- there'll be some biscuits in that box. Right. Well, hopefully... Sorry about that. As biscuits. I walked out yesterday, I remember thinking as I passed you, I'd forgotten the biscuits, so I ran. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you didn't come back. I and, didn't come back, and no. And say, Matthew, I forgot the biscuits. I know, I'm no, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Straight being festive door. and all. I know, I'm, it's my Scrooge. own Scrooge. Yes, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> Go, go and have a look on my desk and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you. Matthew Schofield. I've got a comp- I'm going to do my competition now because I'm in that kind of mood. That kind of mood for doing my competition. Uh, I'm, I must mention as well, David Hall is uh, doing the papers. He of the Alan Titchmarsh Show. That's with Nick after the news at seven. They're talking at the, uh, the guest uh, uh, editor slot. They'll be talking about crime, community and children's safety. Don't, don't call in for the competition yet. I haven't done my, I haven't done my question yet. You'll be ignored. She's, like, she's in that kind of mood today. You don't want to upset her. Festive season for you, not for her. Bar humbug, I'm afraid. Very small tree up. Uh, so they're going to be talking to Barry Mizzen, father of uh, Jimmy. So it'd be nice to hear him on the uh, radio this morning. That's with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven. Very quickly, I'm going to make you wait for this competition. I'm in that kind of mood now. This is Alison from Ricelip, which is lovely. But I do love the one that came in from Paul Owens, who says, thank you for helping keep my elderly mother Valerie alive for another year. <laughs> Which kind of puts the, uh, the onus on this programme, as we, we've, we've now become care in the community, Paul. Thank you for that. Uh, from John of Swanley, very nice writing. I always worry about somebody who does that, uh, that sort of script. I do, I'll tell you what I got with, um, with um, Lynn from Bushy and husband David. I got some nice little stuff. Where did you get the little silver... She got this, put these little silver bells in there with little holly. So I've picked them off your card because I'm taking them home. Because I like them so much. Where did you get them from, Lynn? Let me know, please. Right, uh, competition time, because top of lots of people's Christmas lists this year, digital radios. Thanks to LBC, though, and Roberts Radio. Christmas, it's going to come early. All this week, we're giving you the chance to win a stylish Roberts UnoLogic digital radio. Gives you clear, digital quality sound. Comes with an inbuilt battery charger. Is lightweight and portable, so you can continue listening to LBC 97.3 when you're out and about. Want to win it? I would love it to be you this morning. All you need to do to win this Robert's Uno Logic digital radio is answer this question. Chelsea sacked which manager in February this year? Answer, Scolari, B, Mourinho or C, Wilkins. Call 0845 6060973. So Chelsea sacked which manager in February? Was it Scolari, A, B, Mourinho or C, Wilkins, 0845 6060973. Yes, I was going to do that after we've, after we've announced the winner. Got to do it now, have we? Oh. 
You can you can win with Nick Ferrari, James Whale, and Clive Bull, but we actually get it first in the morning. Okay, so who was the manager sacked by Chelsea? Scolari, Mourinho, or Wilkins? A, B, or C? Oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Good luck for uh, for that one. Um, another one here. Actually, here's a here's a question for you. When people come round to see you at home and you're watching television, do you turn the telly off and talk to them, or do you leave the telly on? Because once, people used to sort of say, hello, welcome to my house, Papa. Have, have a drink, and they would turn the telly off, and you'd sit down and talk. Now, people apparently do not turn the television off. They leave it on. It becomes the, the background, which I find quite interesting. Would you turn the telly off? In theory, you should. But a lot of people leave it on. It's, it's become something that's very nice in the, in the back of the room, I think. Uh, 84850. I have seen the Christmas card, Stella, which has been uh, withdrawn from Tesco's because it makes fun of children with ginger hair. I don't know, equal rights for everybody, I suppose, nowadays. And uh, some woman says her three daughters are redheads and they found the card offensive because it shows a child with ginger hair sitting on Santa's lap and the word Santa loves all kids, even ginger ones. And, uh, and she found that offensive, so Tesco have withdrawn it. Gordon in Betchworth. Did the blanket find its way to you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much indeed for that. It did, and I mentioned it at the beginning of the programme. So when you podcast, you will hear it. Thank you very much indeed. No more calls. We got the winner. OK, didn't take us long to find one. As indeed, I didn't think it would. So you'll find out a little bit later on who it is. Uh, and Gloria says, we've just woken up in Denmark to find we've been dumped a load of snow, which is lovely. Be careful when you wish for a white Christmas. We hate the stuff. Been outside, clearing the drive. Pointless task, as we're at the bottom of the hill. Got to get to the airport to pick up Hubby, coming back from England. No chance. Oh, it is awful, isn't it? When it arrives, when it arrives, people go, oh, don't like it at all. And Richie says, I'm with you on that vampire weekend. It's not very good. Ellie Goulding, however, is great. I've had that on my iPod since October. It's a grower. Delighted to hear it. Delighted to hear it. And, uh, Iris, did you get my double album yet? Or has it got lost in the po- No, I didn't. I did not. I haven't received anything like that. I got a Christmas album the other day, which I was, uh, which I was very grateful for, which has been uh, downloaded. Stephen Maidenhead says, you're quite right about BA. I work at Heathrow, and generally speaking, the air crew I come into contact with are quite nice. But the cabin crew for BA look down their noses at everybody. Well, they're, they're, they're the ones earning the most money. No more calls, incidentally. We have a winner for the competition. Phone down. Phone down. It's pointless sitting there because she, she can't answer it. Because she's, she's found the winner. So, phone down. So, come on. I don't want to have to read your names out. I know we did this last year, actually. Steve, it's so cold. If I left the fridge door open, it would heat the room up. Ha-ha. <laughs> 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Very chilly in Croydon, says Jerry. Minus four. And Steve, we're in South Oxy near Watford. Been without electric since 9pm on Tuesday. Mervyn says, why don't you drive your car to work anymore? Because they send me a car because I'm very important. Uh, Steve, this morning, the music was awful. I've already got a, an earache. So is Boxing Day on the 26th or the 28th? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's different. You see, I, I don't know, because it depends on the cab companies, doesn't it? Normally on Boxing Day, it's time and a half, or they come up with different, different pricing. So are they going to do it on the Saturday or on the Monday? Ha-ha! 84850, Steve in... Steve at lbc.co.uk. Mark says, I'm actually there to save your life. If you were ill, it would be me who'd be tasked to save your life. Well, I'm never ill on a plane. I'm sorry about that. I'm never ill. I might get a, you know, unless you can blow noses. 
Hardly anybody ever gets ill on planes. Very, very rarely. And it's only basic first aid you're taught, as I know. Uh, Steve? Uh, the tractor song. I think Stacey should have won. She could have been the next Barbara Streisand. Yes. <laughs> Somebody else says here, um, you're being irresponsible. Don't be little safety instructions on board an aircraft. Oh, don't be so stupid. It's a comedy routine. Go away, you silly little old dart. Another one here. Christmas present. No such thing. No such thing. Uh, another one, uh, which says here, uh, where have I, I've lost the thing. Um, oh, Stephen Manchester. Oh, I was right on the person from Liverpool. They don't come from Liverpool at all. They come from Penge, I told you. But, of course, if you come from Penge, you're a little bit embarrassed, aren't you, to say, I come from Penge. So most people tell fibs and go, I come from Liverpool, which is twice as bad, I'm afraid. Where we are, we've got another whistle. We're going to a disco as we're bobbing around in the ocean. Actually, for those who don't know, and there's only the one who didn't, it's an old comedy routine done by, done by Jasper Carrot some years ago and repeated on the television about 1,500 times. Nothing worse than some poor old bag who's got no idea and no sense of fun or jollity or anything like that. And as for British Airways crew, pff, fools. Fools yourself, I think. 16 to 7. Oh, yes. <laughs> I know I'm going early because I've got so many things to cram in, like the news with Matthew Schofield. British Airways is off to the High Court later to try and stop... Steve Allen. Well done to Eileen in Northwood, who is the winner of today's Roberts DAB Radio. You all knew the answer was Scolari. So, well done, Eileen. You've got your uh, Roberts DAB Radio. Another one tomorrow, and there's more chances to win with Nick Ferrari, James Whale and Clive Bull. Which is nice, isn't it? Thank you very much indeed to Alicia for my Brussels sprout and smoky onions on cheddar toast recipe, which is fantastic. And uh, Gary McKinnon's mother has made a last-ditch plea to the Queen, urging her to stop the extradition of her son. I don't think it's going to happen, actually. I don't think it's going to happen. But you always get a reply. If you write, write to the Queen, you'll always get a letter back from somebody. You'll always get a letter back from somebody. So at least they, they do read them. Which is, which is good news. Uh, Jan says, I've just booked tickets for West End Magic on the 6th of February at the New Players Theatre. Are you going? God, I've, I've even worked out that. The 6th of February. Grief. Lenin Bushy says, I did enjoy the poem, thank you. And I bought the Little Bells in the Hobby Craft Shop. They sell little reindeers and Christmas trees. They're really good. Really cute. I might have to embellish some of my cards. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and Steve. Um... Uh, I went to your favourite store, Maplin's, on Saturday. They wished me a happy, festive season. They told me the head office had given instructions not to use the words Merry or Christmas, in case anybody's offended, but they do sell light-up Santas. Uh, yes, we have used light-up Santas. In fact, we used, we used four, which I got from Maplin's. Those huge ones, but I was so generous, I bought them and left them at the theatres. So there's two, which I left at uh, the Beck in Hayes, and two which I left at the Fairfield in, in Croydon. Although, to be honest with you, we actually could have had, you know, sort of 50-foot Santas, because the place is so big in there. All the papers today are talking about Twiggy, who's got bags under her eyes and uh, really bad lines, but she claimed that she used this Ole uh, stuff. It used to be Oil of Ule, now it's called Ole. The same way it used to be... Uranus. Oh, sorry, it used to be Uranus, and then it became Uranus. Then I got confused with all these milky bars, and it was Nestles, and now it's become Nestle. I can't keep up with these changes. So she's using Ole, but in fact, she wasn't. She was airbrushed. And that's why they've withdrawn it, because they've said it's misleading for people. People think you'll end up looking like her, and she said, because she's on a fee, 
that, uh, that that's her, her favourite beauty product. It might be, but it's not doing what they claim in the advert. Uh, Shoes are sexier than men, says boring Hannah Sandling. I'm so bored with these people who appear on television and tell you how to dress. People who tell you, you know, what to wear and how to put this with that. It's all right if they're gokwan, but if they're dreary Hannah Sandling. I'm so bored with her. So bored. Have you noticed, everywhere, comedy DVDs. Absolutely everywhere, comedy DVDs. This week on In Conversation, which is back to its repeat slot as well on Sunday night at nine o'clock, which we're very happy about. And you can podcast. It's Omid Jalili. He has a DVD out. Well worth getting, I promise you. Well worth getting. Also out, uh, Michael McIntyre. I like Michael McIntyre. I don't know why. There's just something... I don't know anything about him. Apparently he's been around for ages. Uh, I do like Harry Hill. I know that Clive Bull is the biggest Harry Hill fan. I've never heard of Russell Howard at all. He keeps being advertised on the television. Who is he? I've seen the advert, but I don't know who he is. He's not that funny, is he? No. Richard Gilbert? Is it Richard? No, not Richard. Rod Gilbert. Who's he? Never heard of him. I've heard of Bill Bailey, because I think he's clever. I have heard of Mock the Week. Uh, I've heard of Jimmy Carr. And, and I've heard of Lee Evans. The only reason I've heard of Lee Evans is because, A, I've seen him on television, and, B, he sweats for the country. This man can walk on stage in the middle of... I thought he was diabetic, because... <laughs> Only diabetics sweat as much as this man. And, uh, and he would come on stage in these lovely shiny suits. Within 15 minutes, it was soaking wet. You could, he'd lift up his arms. He'd be dripping. He, he must have dreadfully bad nerves. I can only think it's that, because I've been on stage loads of times, and I haven't sweated for ages, mainly because I'm so cold. No chance of sweating in this studio today, because it's freezing. Although yesterday, I did walk all the way to Richmond and back. And when I got back, I was sweating a little bit. You know, because I did it at a pace. Well, that's rubbish, isn't it? Absolute rubbish. I, never did, I did do Richmond and back, but I never did it at a pace. Uh, other stories quickly in the uh, remaining time that we have left on the programme. Thank you, incidentally, for all the cards. Thank you very much indeed. If, if there was a prize for most cards, yeah, and, and Amanda says thanks too. <laughs> she said to me, are there, are there any, any cards for me today? I said, no. A little face crumpled up, ladies and gentlemen. She was like the little match girl there. She struck a match and... And there were still no cards, so she struck another match, and there were no cards. But all around her were cards addressed to Steve Allen. And it kind of ruined her Christmas this year. As I say, it's not been going particularly well, but it's, it's not helped by the fact... No cards to put up this year. Her tree, sad and lonely, with one piece of tinsel. Oh, she hasn't got a tree either, you see? Not even a tree this year, ladies and gentlemen. Whereas I've got a huge six-foot tree at home, just dripping with jewels and diamonds and things like that, and big presents underneath it. It's rubbish, of course. Steve, I must have fallen asleep when you were talking about halogen oven recipes. But thank you for keeping me entertained during my insomnia. That's what we like to hear, actually. Steve Allen, the insomniac's dream, I think. Most people who, who can't sleep... You know, it's, it's a nightmare. I remember, I've got friends of mine who can't sleep. And I say, I, I have no trouble sleeping at all. I really have no trouble sleeping. I can go, I climb into bed, bang, out for the count. Out for the count. Wake up about an hour and a half later, but I'm quite happy. Stephen Morden says, I'm cleaning windows in Twickenham. Do you need your windows cleaned? It's a very nice, I, just, I wouldn't clean windows in this weather if you paid me. I really, it's freezing cold. I went to get the car washed the other day in Kingston, and I looked at this poor girl standing there, and she was cleaning them with just putting her bare hands into a, into a, into a bucket of water. You know, it's just, oh, terrible. And I, I felt so sorry. I said, oh, you can clean my car. Dreadful. I used to fly BA many years ago and always suffered with unpleasant cabin crew. So I changed to Air Canada. I can honestly say, as far as I'm concerned, every flight's been a delightful experience. Others, of course, may not agree. Oh, I've had some great flights with BA. I, I, don't, don't get me wrong. 
I have good flights with everybody. It makes no difference to me. I just think, as all the papers have pointed out today, all they do is push a trolley up and down a few times, you know, and go, uh, duty-free? Something from the trolley? You know, would you like some... Put your tra- put the Put the tray down! Okay, if you put the, the thick... Okay, can you put your seat up? We're serving food. Hello, this is me serving food. Would you like to take that? Pass it along the line. Yes, I think I'd be very grumpy, actually. Seat, seat up, you're eating food. Come on. Okay, and now we're going to serve coffee. What do you mean you haven't finished the first bit? We're doing coffee now. Come on. Can you, hop, put, you put your cup on the tray, hand it over, we'll pour the stuff in there. I always deliberately drop it on the person next to me. It makes for a far more interesting flight. I remember going on a flight once on BA, and I happened to be... In, uh, in upper class, you know. I mean, I, I don't know how I've managed it. It'll never happen ever again. But anyway, so I did it. And, uh, and they, they, sh- they were showing a movie. But the woman at the front who was sitting by the screen refused to pull her window blind down. So they called the captain out. He said, listen, pull the, pull the blind... Because you couldn't see the screen until the thing was pulled down. Eventually, she, uh, she did it. Oh, gosh, she was very difficult. Very difficult. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Sarah's looking forward to jolly old St. Nicholas, brightening things up. She says, all this talk of BA cabin crew wanted to go on strike for better conditions. I've just received a message from one of my very good friends and colleagues who's been made redundant from another airline, which is actually wrapping up London operations. I used to work for them myself and was made redundant shortly after 2002. The British Airways staff should count themselves lucky. They also have positions to go in this current climate. I don't want to sound controversial, but it puts things in perspective. Well, all the papers today have said they're idiots. You know, they are the best-paid cabin crew in the... They're only doing the same as everybody else. Every single cabin crew person does the same. They push a trolley down. Tea, coffee, gin. Would you like a gin and tonic? I wouldn't mind. They don't even have to pour the gin out. They give you a little bottle. All they've got to do is pick a plastic cup off and put two ice cubes in it. And you go, can I have some lemon? Yes, all right. In goes... <laughs> they pass it down the line. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. That's why some of the, the worst ones... Used to be TWA, the oldest stewardesses in the business. Average age, 90. I kid you not, they were so ancient because the longer they were with the airline, the better the route they picked. So they liked doing the, uh, the London one, which was very funny. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Alice says, Happy Christmas. And somebody who said, I'm going to send Amanda a card. Now, don't say that and don't send it because she'll get very upset. Anyway, I've got to go. I'm very busy. I've got things to do. I've got Christmas programmes to put together. And I've got to get back because a bit fell off my car the other day. A little bit of rubber that goes around one of the back wheels. So I said to Pete, I'm going to have to nip up there. I have to buy one of those and then glue it on. Because it just glues on. It must have fallen off going down the motorway. I've got no idea how. It's one of those typical stupid things that you've got to do. So if you go to lbc.co.uk, learn how to podcast. Thousands and thousands and thousands of you do every day. And I'm very grateful. Which is nice. I know I appreciate the fact you can't all get up at five o'clock in the morning, but I work on the assumption if I'm up, you're all up. So why don't you go and podcast, learn how to do it. Very simple, not complicated. And you can look at all the lovely pictures behind the scenes at the X Factor and stuff like that. I'm back with you tomorrow morning at five. Nick's with you after the news at seven. But here's today's business update, first of all, with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. The Chancellor will be questioned by MPs later about his...